we start just by giving off giving God some praise tonight? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, uh, tonight, I'm going to flow a little different tonight. Um, I've got some stuff I want to share. Um, usually, um, for those of you that are here for your first time or haven't been here in a while, usually we flow for about 30 to 40 minutes of teaching and then some prayer time. But um, I've been feeling tonight that we're going to spend the majority of time in prayer um, for, for a couple of reasons. And I, I've asked Jacob to kind of flow and worship tonight. Um, so in that time, uh, I want it to be a very open floor to, as I, I'm going to give us uh, some sort of directive of what we're going to be praying into tonight, but I don't want it to necessarily stay there. As Holy Spirit leads you, please feel free to come up here and uh, grab the mic and, and, and start praying over what you feel led to pray in the Spirit, and we'll come into agreement with that. Amen. Um, but, um, and if you have any words, feel free to share those. Um, I won't, it's going to be a, a very free-flowing night, but um, I have a couple things I want to share. <clears throat> um, I said two minutes, but it might be more like five, as y'all know me by now, but um. We'll do what? Just real quick. Yeah, just real quick. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up in prayer, and I'm going to get into this uh, small thing I have. Um, but, Lord, I just thank you so much that we can come together tonight and worship you together as a unified body. And, Lord, I want to go ahead and thank you for whatever you say tonight and whatever you do tonight. I want to thank you for whatever flows in and through us and out of us. And I just ask for you to just take the lead, Holy Spirit. Take the lead in the teaching. Take the lead in the prayer and intercession time. Just take the lead. Can someone just come into agreement and say that with me? Take the lead. Take the lead. Just do what you want to do. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, <clears throat> we're in this new wineskin teaching, and I read it every week, and I'm going to keep reading it every week until we're done with the new wineskin topic. But... Luke 5, 37 to 38. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. Flip it down a little bit. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. And the, the topic I've been driving home is we are um, slowly moving and building into that new wineskin for what uh, this church is called to be. Um, an apostolic uh, church, an apostolic house, moving into the true model of what God wants the church, the ecclesia, to be like. <clears throat> and um, I have a, I have quite a few things. I only have, uh, I'll show you, I only have one scripture here um, on my iPad, but God gave me a couple other things as I was just kind of standing up here. So I'm going to share those first before I get into this. I want to read Romans chapter 4. Now, I'm going to skip around a little bit in it, but I'm going to start in verse 1. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. 
David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record, who record the Lord has cleared, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. And I want, I want to start out with that because I believe part of the old wineskin that the church has fallen into is this idea of we have to earn the ability to possess what God wants us to possess. And what we start doing is we start to build this wineskin of earning. You know, and, and, and what happens is the church becomes this business-like model of, well, if we can get 500 people, we can win our city. You know, if, if we can get uh, 300 people, we can, we can change the neighborhoods. And if we can get, if we can become a mega church and get 10,000 people, we can do anything. And what happens is we get so focused on building this empty structure, thinking that if we just, if, if we earn this, God will do. And I believe we need to shift that and understand that God's not interested in us trying to earn something in order for him to do something. All he wants is a couple people who have genuine faith, all in faith in him, that he can do whatever he wants and however he wants through as many or as little as he wants. And when we start to get that idea that this is all about putting faith in him, something starts to build. When, we get, when we're all in this unified idea that we're not trying to earn God's favor, that we have faith that in God there is favor, not earning it, but have faith in him that we have it because we are redeemed and made into right standing. And because of that right standing, we enter into an agreement with a favor as kingdom citizens, sons and daughters of the living God. When we start to get that mindset, something starts to happen. And I'm going to read it in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. And later on, down in verse 46, it says, They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met at homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And that little passage is actually titled, The Believers Form a Community. And one thing that I'm starting to see at Relentless is that we're getting away from let's build numbers in the church and something different is starting to form. And it's what? A community. And the community is not a people unified in let's grow the church necessarily in a physical sense. It's let's grow the church in the understanding of in teaching and breaking bread together and fellowship together. Let's grow our faith together. And in doing that, it says the Lord added. But what happens when we focus on let's go after uh, the, the business model of church, let's go after the wineskin of let's earn, we take the Lord added out and we want to get the ad. We, we try to possess the thing that the Lord says, if you'll get your mindset on the right thing, I'll take care of the thing you need. You, you might need a lot of people to do a certain thing, but let, let, that's, that's my hand. 
That's my touch. That's my ad. You focus on what you need to focus on, and I'll give you what you need to accomplish it. And he'll give us what we need as we walk into a humble, pure posture of simply this. We want to grow in our faith, and we want to grow in our relationship, and we want to grow in the understanding of the teachings, and we want to grow in prayer, and we want to break bread together because we are in love with God together, and we're unified in that purpose. And he says, if you'll make that your mindset, if you'll just honor me and become my image on the earth and become the light shining in the darkness and become the salt that when you walk into your workplace, you change it and it does not change you, when you start to get that right, I'll add because it's something that I'm loving adding to. And when God doesn't want to add something, that's when church people start taking their, their hands and say, we'll add it. And then what happens is you build empty organizations called churches. With no power, with no authority, and everyone knows that Jesus died on the cross, but that's it. Jesus says, I'm the door. What's the point of a door? You open it to enter into something. And people know what the door looks like and they can touch the handle, but they don't know how to enter in. And one thing that I really want to make sure that we keep the mindset on as a house is that we're not trying to impress God by what we're doing. I heard a, a podcast today by, um, you can probably guess what I'm about to say, David Thompson. And he said, God isn't looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. He's not looking for the song. He's looking for the one singing the song. And I think sometimes we get so obsessed with the wrong thing. We get so obsessed with the thing called church when we forget the church is us. So we get so obsessed with like, well, how, how, how can we make the facility better and how can we make our programs better and we need more groups and we need less groups and we need this and we need that and God's like if, if, you, could, if you could just focus on growing in me together I'll add all the stuff and as I add manage it well but don't shift the focus y'all following? <clears throat> later on in Romans uh, chapter 8 or where was that, Romans 4, it says this in, in verse 16. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. This is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I've made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God. It it doesn't say it happened because Abraham got, earned God's, you know, earned anything from God. It was his faith. Abraham's faith. Going on in, in, into the chapter, it says Abraham's faith was proved because even when he was a hundred and his wife Sarah was barren, when God said, You're gonna have a child, Abraham didn't respond with, that ain't possible. We've been in this too long. I can't transition into this new season. Abraham was like, okay, God. Faith in something that seemed impossible. And I was listening to a 
a podcast today also from Dutch Sheets because as you know, that's I'm aligning in that network. And uh, he says something that really convicted me today. And I want everyone to hear this in this room. Saturday and Sunday, I got up here and I said, no matter what happens, we're good to go with the, with the election. No matter what happens, God's got us. And I, and, I, and I believe that. And I said, you know, we need to pray into Biden that if he's our president, we got to honor him and pray into him. And I believe that too. But there's something I missed out on. It's not over yet. And we do not have the right to stand as people who claim we have authority in Jesus Christ if we do not pick a side and say, until it's over, we stand in for justice and we're standing for righteousness. And until this thing's over, we're praying that truth is revealed, that lies are, are, are brought to the surface. We're going to pray and that, we're, we're, that, that righteousness be seen. Until it's over, we are not relenting. After all, we are what? Relentless. Let's, let's stand for what we believe. It ain't some, can someone just shout, it ain't over? It ain't over. It, ain't it over. is not over. Now, again, we need to pray for Biden. God loves him too. He don't love what he's doing. We need to pray for him. But we're not going to relent until he has it all. Y'all know that song? And, and I just... I, <laughs> I just feel really, really strong in my spirit that the prayer time tonight is we need to pray that justice be revealed in our nation and that if God wants Trump in office, that it would happen because just like Abraham had faith in the impossible, we're going to have faith in the seemingly impossible. I don't care what they're trying to do. Until it's over, we're going to have faith. And we need to pray for Trump. We need to pray for his peace. We need to, I can't imagine what that man's going through. Protection, yeah. You know what? When we start praying, you come up here and grab the mic. You're going to start praying in and all that. It's a new day for you, Courtney. Yep. <laughs> so we're not going to lead to, you know, it's not over. It's not over, Courtney. <laughs> um, but think about it. Abraham had faith in the seemingly impossible. And this is not, if it does, if, I'm not speaking this, but if something happens where what we pray for does not come to fruition, I still have faith. I don't care what we see in the natural, I have faith in what God has said. And just because something in the happens in the natural doesn't mean God said, well, okay, let it be. I'm putting my faith in the unseen. I'm putting my faith in things hoped for, the, the evidence of things unseen. Which leads me to the scripture I want to read tonight. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 4. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. You, you want to know how our light starts to shine? When we start getting obsessed with let's earn favor... And when we get started getting obsessed in our identity and have faith that our Father is good and He is well and He's going to do what He wants to do and it, 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 with the agreement of His people, 
Because the reason he created us was to carry out his will. He gave us that level of authority that Jesus bought back. What is light? It's knowledge into ignorance. It's understanding into dark places where there is not understanding. So we are going to pray, God, let the light that is you, understanding, righteousness, goodness, shine through us into the dark places of this country, into the rioting, into the seemingly civil war, into the racism, into the election stuff. God, let your light and your knowledge and your goodness not just shine through Facebook shares of good preachers. Let it shine through us. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. That is why it's so important for us to build community on the right thing, not to grow an organization, but to grow as people under the covenant of God. He says, Isaiah says, darkness is black as night covers the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you, a unified people growing in faith, growing together as a community, walking with the Lord. All nations will come to your light. Out there, nations don't know how to come together in agreement. But if we would get obsessed with shining the light of God, it says all those nations, black, yellow, white, pink, orange, purple, will come to you. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Rulers authorities, they'll come to see you shine because they don't know what light looks like and they don't know what it sounds like. They don't know what glory is because their definition of glory is millions of dollars in the bank account. Their definition of glory is winning a campaign. When our definition of glory is let's shine bright and be humble to no campaign other than that which is Jesus. Look and see. Everyone's coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. So tonight, I just felt very, very strong that it needs to be a very simple flow tonight. That we are going to pray into this concept. That as we grow together, not just we as relentless, but as the people of God grow together that the light is going to shine forth to such a degree that rulers and principalities and all these things that do not stand for God, we don't have to go search them out and pray them down. They're going to come submit to the light. Truth will be exposed. Righteousness will stand. God will get glory. In your personal life, in the life of this nation, in the life of this state, in the life of this house. That his glory will be revealed through us. 
So we're just going to pray into that. We're going to pray that God would just have his way and that his light would start to shine forth. And as we pray, as we get unified in prayer, if you feel something specific, whether it be praying into the presidency or praying into this idea of sons and daughters, or if you get a word, whatever it is, come up here and lead us. Don't be bashful. It's only 6.54. We're going to be here until this thing stops. We good with that? Well, Jessica, if you, can you just dim the lights all the way down for me and I'm going to start uh, praying? <clears throat> Lord, I just thank you so much that we are not bound by law, that we don't have to earn anything from you. All you want is one simple thing, to have faith that you are good, that you are more real than the air I breathe. And I know that you are God. I know that you never leave us, you never forsake us, you never turn your back on us, and you are here right now. You are, you are here looking upon this nation. And Lord, I just speak that we come into agreement that we are not going to be a people that intensify the dark places, but we're going to be people that shine into the dark places. Not that we are seen, but that you are seen, God. That your glory will be revealed, that your goodness will be revealed, that your heart will be revealed, that your truth will be revealed. We love you, Lord.